Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Trucks uh, last night, they just spray their liquid all over the road. Yeah, that's what I like to do. Spray my liquid all over the road. Well, at least I used to before I got married. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I still remember when you had them. I was working in the garden. And you came out and you fell to the ground and said, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think you have shingles. This is some hot foreplay. Oh, yeah. And then, and then we <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, who wouldn't want to see Bobby Lee's tiny penis on national television? Mm-hmm. He pulled it out, looked at it, and said, look good. Really good. Anyway. What? Really good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Yeah. the shingles out of me. the shingles out of me right now. Hey there. Hey. Is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Had uh, audio issues. <laughs> we were, it's, we're halfway through. We're halfway through January. And uh, I don't know what your weather's like where you are in this country because I don't live with you. But we here but in i the, bet you you wish everyone who's listening wishes they did live with dan we here in the region we live in we discussed this on the way scarborough. over the podcast scarborough we have had barely any bad weather yeah it's been really like no storms a really reasonable winter no and i question. know i'm jinxing us now because we're gonna get a huge dump big time Somebody's going to take a gigantic dump on our faces. I saw. I was watching CP24, which you do at the dentist's office in this area. That's the only time you watch it. Except to and see our here good friend, at, and Gurdip, yes. And here in our uh, st- radio studio, it's also on all the time. Yes. it's it's uh, Wherever you go into business, it's on. Yeah. Uh, uh, former uh, TSN anchor Gurdip Alawali is a huge star on that network on the morning show. And uh, so I was watching that, and I saw it was the 20-year anniversary of the Army clearing the snow uh, in Toronto. And no matter where we, we go all over the country, we do speaking gigs and stuff, and no matter where we go, people always mention that. Yeah, remember when they had to call the army in for the snowstorm? That's when Mel Lastman was mayor. Mayor Mel Lastman. What a legacy. He, he called in the army for the snowstorm, and then he built a subway that goes really nowhere. <laughs> it kind of goes, it's one track. <laughs> now... I like it because it goes. I would have liked it when I was working at the old TSM building. It would have gone right to Shepherd Avenue and Vic Park, and I could have got off there. But it's really only serving his constituents of North York and no one else. So, way to go, Mayor Mel. But now, in hindsight, Mayor Mel, because he was always seen as kind of a crazy guy. He went to a furniture store and he had these commercials. Nobody. Yeah, he had these crazy commercials. Can we call up one of his commercials uh, stuff? For people who don't know, Mayor Mel Lastman, uh, God rest his soul. But uh, remember when he was the mayor? For, so he's always the mayor of North York because he was sort of a legend in North York. Mel Lastman Square up there, I think, is, is the thing. And then the GTA comes together and, and they get one mayor for the whole GTA and he wins it. He, he's the mayor and everyone's like, what a crazy guy. Well, and then we had Rob Ford. And now Doug Ford is our premier. Can we, do we have any uh, Mel Lastman bad boy furniture ads? Stuff. Bad boys overbought! Help! Right now on all furniture, save up to half price. That savings, big time! Who's better for furniture? Nobody! 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 
That's savings big time. Bad boys overbought. Help! Right now, on all appliances, save a fortune. That's <laughs> savings is his son. big time. Who's better for appliances? Nobody. Who's better for furniture? Nobody. There he was. That, that, he was that's his pop right there. No, that was a good chat about Mel Aspen. Hey, Dan, we were just talking before we, we came on with the podcast about the, I guess they call it the 10-year challenge. Stoff, have you heard about this, the 10-year challenge? No, I have not. So on Instagram, and you post uh, a picture of yourself from 10 years ago on the left and then a recent picture on the right. And I guess you talk about how you've changed and grown as a person or whatever the f*** it is. And, uh, God, it annoys me all to hell. I It just annoys me beyond belief. You know what it is? It's just fishing for compliments. It's just, you're posting sh- that kind of and you're like, everyone comment on how great I look, how I haven't changed. In fact, how I'm better than I ever was before. And I'd never go back to the person I was. Erica Rhodes, a very funny comedian, um, she sent out this tweet about that. She said, we barely care what you look like now, let alone 10 years ago. Now, honestly, like, who started that sh-? I don't know. But don't, don't people have more to do? I mean, I don't have a lot to do, and I won't do it. Yeah, well, I can just, I can uh, give you a mental picture of what ours would look like 10 years ago. You and I would be still sitting beside each other in very ill-fitting suits. Yeah, the suits are the only thing that really has changed. My hair would have been not as gray. Yeah, that's true. Maybe a a little more salt and pepper. Well, would have been more a little brown with flecks of gray, like the Just for Men ad where you just comb in some gray? So that there, that's what we look like, and you uh, you like the same. My forehead was gigantic then, (laughs) and it remains gigantic now. And nobody cares either way. No one cares about what... No one cares what you look like. The personal growth you've had... No one. I've had no personal growth. I've you've actually I've regressed. regressed. Yeah. I've regressed. You've regressed significantly as a human being in ten years. You're a case study, actually, for like a, a psychology class. <laughs> How to regress as a person. <laughs> and now you're trying to decide uh, where to go away on a fun-filled weekend. Maybe we should let the podcast listeners decide. We could put up a poll. Come on, it'll be fun. No, because I've got to pay for it. I was going to go to New Orleans in a couple weeks, but yep. the flight's out of control. I wonder why. Is is it yeah. Mardi Gras? I don't know. <laughs> so, so we've discussed this before, and everyone's going to laugh, but Pittsburgh is supposedly a good city to visit now. Apparently, Pittsburgh's really hip and cool now. And you can be there in, like, from where we are, five hours. Oh, oh, to drive. Yes. I thought you were flying. I'm like, what, what, who, who are you flying on? Some sort of tin can? <laughs> but you would, would you drive? You just hop in the car and drive down there? Well, again, I make this argument. It's an hour drive from my house to the airport. Right, you're a long way from the airport. And then you've got an hour wait for your flight. Then the flight's going to be an hour. So by yeah. driving, you by flying, you might save like 30 minutes. But also, you don't have to drive. Like, you just... Just get there. And you could be drunk the whole time. But... You could drink the whole time, and I know that's big on you. Have you seen the lineups for the airports now in the States? She drinks at lunch time. So you got to get the Nexus. The Nexus But they've got the the strike going on, the shutdown because of Trump. Oh, right. The TWA or whatever. Is that what it is? 
No, not TSA. TWA. TSA. TWA was a former airline. That's right. The TSA. God, I feel so sorry for those people. Someone a took a video of the lineup at the Atlanta airport today, mm. and they said they talked to one guy at the uh, in the line. He'd already waited an hour and a half, and he still had about a half hour to go. Hmm. I'm I'm going to the states in March. I'm going down to Palm Springs. Should I be worried? That airport's so chill, though. It's practically like an like a food truck. Oh, it's out of a movie. Yeah, it's so amazing. It's like outdoor. You land and you get off the plane. You're outside already. It's great. When was the last time you drove across the border? Oh, that's an excellent question. I'll tell you. It's so long ago. It's probably ten years ago. You or could more. have done. You could have done a. Hey, this is where I was. This 10 is where years I was ago, crossing driving, the border. Driving across the border to see Pearl Jam at the HSBC Arena in Buffalo. I'm pretty sure that would have been the last time I would have. Uh, it might even have been longer ago than that. No, because that was my for my first. Uh, it was like 15 years ago. I don't even know what I was doing 10 years ago. Was Is Buffalo a hot city to visit? I don't, yeah, I don't think. Okay. I don't. How was the Pearl Jam concert? They're always great because, you know, people have a love-hate relationship with that band. I kind of grew up with them. I get it. Not They're not for everybody. But if you go see them live, you'll be converted because they'll play for, you know, two. they're that kind of band that plays for two and a half hours. And the set list changes every night. Jeremy Spogan. Guess we're going to open with a deep album track. Jeremy Spogan. Ooh, fooled ya. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Vedder gets all vaudeville as he gets older. I can't believe he's like 54 years old. And I can't believe we talked to him on FaceTime while in Russia. That's when Chris Jellios, he's like, hey, I'm just talking to my buddy, Eddie. And we're like, hey, Eddie. Oh, it's Eddie Vedder. Yeah, that's right. Was he talking to him in Hawaii? Was he in Hawaii? I don't know. I just knew we yeah, were... Yeah, they're buds. We were in the the Russia, or the Hawaii could, of Russia. What could Chelly and, oh, Chelly and Eddie been talking about at that moment? I don't know. They're part of the uh, the Malibu Mafia. Hey, we're going to go to Nobu when I get back? Yeah, man. We'll go to Malibu. But remember, Chelios had just learned how to use FaceTime while we were in Russia as well. So it was like a revelation. Yeah, Chelios, uh, there should be a reality show about that guy. He's living the life. Yeah. Living in Malibu. He's paddle boarding. He's going to Nobu. He's traveling to Russia. He was in uh, Pyeongchang with us as well. Not with us, but he was with the U.S. Olympic team. He wanted nothing to do with us. No, he's. I saw him in the bar. I know. What was it? Cafe Nuts. Yeah, (laughs) I saw him in the bar. He was. uh, He was. He was feeling no pain, as my dad used to like to say. He was feeling no pain. Cafe Nuts, the bar that we always thought we were going to die in. Yeah, that was the bar that was triple capacity every night. <laughs> and I still remember I asked the local, "Do you have fire regulations here?" They're like, "What's that?" that and then I explained it to the Koreans, and then they laughed. They laughed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of the Olympics, uh, big news! Lots of traction for our next Olympic trip, which will be the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics. And we will surely, just as we did uh, in Korea, we will surely continue the podcast. While we are at the Olympics, we'll do two podcasts while we're over there. And the Summer Olympics are longer. Well, are they two weeks? No, I think they're longer. <laughs> I think they're like two and a half. No, they're a couple of days longer. That's yeah. right. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. It's like okay. two and a half weeks. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think I they, they start were... like midweek, couple, couple of days. Yeah, because they have so many more events. Oh, okay. I, I had no idea. I thought they were all two weeks still. 
Oh, I didn't get the memo. We've got to start brushing up on days. our um, on our uh, contacts for the Summer Olympics because we are embedded with the Winter Olympians. Well, the thing is, Dan, we're not as good as as as, as we are at the Winter Games. Yeah, but still, we we need to get we out there. We don't. We're not as good at, at that games. <laughs> we don't have this. We don't have, We don't have the summer as long. That so makes sense. Oh, it's going to be great. Tokyo is the wait. best city. And we're going to provide comprehensive coverage. I'll have showed up three days late thinking that the winter, the summer games are two <laughs> weeks. All right, guys, ready for day one. What? Day four? What? <laughs> God damn it. I missed it. Anyway, uh, progress. Tim might quit by then. Yeah, progress has been made uh, on uh, our trip to Tokyo. So just letting everybody know to expect some terrific coverage of that on our television program. And yes, producer Tim already dreading that trip. Very upset about that trip. Yeah. Dan, a lot, of, a lot of people sent us a commercial. Oh, uh, I love this. A lot of people sent this to us. One of the most famous podcasts we did was the Stranger Danger podcast where we watched the Stranger Danger video, the world-famous Stranger Danger video, and just died laughing after every clip. Well, uh, someone, a bunch of people sent us this commercial. Uh, Christoph, you want to play it to us? Hey, kid. Would you like some drugs? The first one is free. Want to check out my van? I got some candy. Hey, kid. Want to join our gang and spray paint under a bridge? No! No! Bug off, man. I'm going roller skating. in Reno, Nevada, keeping your kids off the streets since 1999. I say no to drugs. I say no to gangs. I say no to unplanned pregnancy. I say no to meth. <laughs> I say no to reaper. I say yes to roller skating. Man, this Roller Kingdom is really putting us out of business. You said it, man. This deal sucks. But you know what? Maybe we should give up this life of crime and start... Roller Brilliant. I gotta say, I thought that commercial was ending many different times throughout that commercial, and they kept it going and kept it going. I loved it. I Just thought it was great. Brilliant. The amount of play that they've got out of that. Yes, yes. It's it's genius. And especially a roller you don't think of roller skating is something that's that's really current, really hot now. Because Maybe it's there are, due for a resurgence. Well, there are not many roller rinks around. Right. I, I don't Why? know where any are. Are there any in Toronto? Uh, I can look that up here, I guess. Does Wild Water and Wheels, uh, does Wild Water and Wheels have a roller rink on it? Uh, no. <laughs> no? They barely have water. I got a lot of messages from people who spend a lot of quality time at this place.
Okay. You're in luck. You've got Scooter's Roller Palace. Oh. In Mississauga. Oh, man. That sounds like a front for some sort of drug thing. You've got Centennial Park Skating Club in Etobicoke. What? There's multiple roller rinks in the GTA? You've got the Coach Light Roller Gardens in Oshawa. Hold on. You haven't. You lived in Oshawa. You live close to Oshawa now, and you haven't been to the Coach Light Roller Gardens? That's crazy. Here's someone's uh, review of the Coach Light Roller Gardens. Kids' parties like it was 1978. The decor hasn't changed since 1978. I love that. So it was very authentic. They loved it still, which is why I gave it four stars. I am so fired up. You gotta wonder about your life when you're going online to rate a roller rink in Oshawa. <laughs> you got to like take a little step back and assess the choices you've made. But everyone loves it. The interior of the roller rink feels amazing. It feels like a trip back to the 80s. We should, you know what? Why don't we do that for our staff holiday party? Producer Tim could foot the bill. Stuff, right? We could all go. I'm in. Tim pays. Huh. Tim right Tim is absolutely right now listening to this podcast and so angry that we're suggesting he spend money on his staff. He's already, he said last year that he didn't, he did the classic mistake of not spending the entire budget of the show. Yeah. And then you just lose it. So every time we suggest he does something, he, I just see Jeff O'Neill on the television. By the way, Jeff is our guest on the podcast today. It's pretty exciting. We love having Jeff on. Wonder what he'll have to say. Yeah, the Hope first he found his gold medal. The first revelation from Tim was that our show had a budget. He likes to keep the money. See, that's why I think he's pocketing all that cash for cigs and diet Pepsi's. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had to buy some highlighters. Yeah, we don't have any money. With what money? Every time we suggest we get pizza for the crew, <laughs> I'm not getting pizza. <laughs> Those guys can themselves. I should have booked little Ruby O'Toole's birthday party at this roller rink. I know exactly where that is. I've driven by it a million times. I thought it was abandoned. Well, it's not. And now Ruby O'Toole's birthday dreams are going to come true. No, we, uh, we're having a massive slime party. So we're, I'm building industrial... Uh, I'm not building. I'm buying industrial size portions of glue, shaving cream, and... Um, contact solution, which you need to make slime, and they're going to make a big, like, swimming pool size of slime. That's that's all kids of that age want to do, and everyone who has a child around seven or eight will know exactly what I'm talking about because they're addicted to slime. So, are you going to have like a bunch of kiddie pools? Yeah, I got to buy something. I got to find it. I don't know. You know what you do? You take them over to producer Tim's house. What are they going to do it in the bathtub? Tim's got a hot tub. Does he? Fill it with slime. He doesn't have a hot He's tub. He's got a hot tub. He'll be in it and send the kids in there with him. Join Tim in there. He may or may not be nude. <laughs> he's definitely smoking a dart, and he's definitely drinking a Diet Pepsi. Um, speaking of buying supplies, have you uh, been to Michael's ever? I'm sure I have, but I don't recall ever having been there, to be honest. I don't have any reason to craft. <laughs> I tell my kids... Hey, I'll uh, play any sport you want outside. I'll run around. I'll read books with you. I don't do crafts. Told him that. I said, I just don't do it. Mm. But you still have to go there, buy supplies. So I sent out a tweet last week, and it um, 
the responses are pretty fantastic. My tweet was, I've been to Michael's approximately 10 times in my life. The average checkout time of the customer in front of me is 38 minutes. Why is that? Because they've... Coupons? Oh, coupons. Hmm. Stoff, have you been? I've been. For me, the thing that sticks out is the smell in there. It makes me nauseous. What is it? Is it it's glue? glue and... yeah. Oh, I'd like that. Maybe I should spend more time <laughs> at Michael's. <laughs> And, well, where'd uh, you uh, hang on on Friday? I was at Michael's for five hours. Um, sat down in one of the aisles and just breathed in. And Phil, who we've worked with, uh, he still works here at TSN, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Scooter? Is that who you're talking about? No, Phil Maribel. Yeah, Scooter. Isn't that F- Phil Mar- Maribel? I don't know. You're thinking of the another Phil that used to work here. I can't keep these Phil's. I can't keep track of all <laughs> His the response Phil's was. Here. Counting glitter individually really slows down the process. Yeah. It, you're saying it's just the coupons? That's the reason that everyone takes 30 minutes to check out? I don't know. I want to yell. I'm like, what the f*** are you doing up there? <laughs> but you hey, can't. crafters, hurry the f*** up with your scissors and paper. It's hilarious, though, when I walked in there, because I had to buy glue, um, the lady... They must, they must notice us when we come in because she's like, you need help, right? I'm like, yeah. yes. You've got the desperate look of a desperate man on your face. I said, I just need glue. That's all I need. And then I'm out of here. <laughs> Why do you go to, like, shoppers or something? Why because you, you have to bu- I had to buy, like, things like this, this size of glue, like gallons. What about Costco? I don't go to Costco. Yeah, I don't either. I can't judge you for that. Not that I'm, I'm nothing against Costco. It's just too far from my house. And don't, we don't need giant things of everything. Like, we're no. a small, young family. Well, my kids are young, and my wife is, but I'm not. But there's young people in the family, and I don't need a f- tub of butter. I don't have Costco membership money. <laughs> I can't afford a membership there. What's it, like $800 a month? Actually, a tub of butter would be pretty fun. Yeah, I don't, I, and it's a very impersonal shopping experience. Well, you get all the samples, though. Everyone is raving about the samples. Ooh, jalapeno poppies. <laughs> Come get your poppies. I'd like to see Toolsy working at a place like that for, like, a week. Like, Toolsy would be, you know, a great show would be, like, Toolsy, undercover employee, where Toolsy goes to work at various places like Michael's, like Costco, like the Roller Rink in Oshawa. And has to just pose as just a regular guy working there. Oh, and the cameras follow you. I think we've got a TV show. The, CTV, you can put that on Crave tomorrow. Come on. People would love it. What would you call it? Tools of the trade. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Tools of the trade. Boom. Am I going in to fix the business or just blend in? You're going in to blend in, I think. You're going in to try to just pass as a regular employee. I can do that. And not, like, make too much of a stink, which I feel like you will. Every time. That'll be the (laughs) great part of the show. You won't be able to help yourself. I was undercover when I was in a store the other day, and I'm like, I recognize that voice. I ran into... A person that I used to work with back in the mid-90s when I was a dishwasher at a restaurant. So I'm like, and I said the restaurant, I said, the Park Hill Cafe used to work there, right? And she's like, yes. And looked at me like I was 
the craziest human on earth. So I told her I used to work, walk, wash dishes there, and she's like, "You did." <laughs> Like, yeah. See, this is the premise of Toolsy of the Trade. So. So you blend it into that restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be that when you go to work at Michael's, it'll be the same thing. I've pumped gas. I've uh, washed dishes. I can do it. <sighs> Toolsy of the Trade. Coming to Crave TV soon. Hey, Stoff, you got some uh, podcast news for us as we uh, settle into 2019? Someone yesterday in my daughter's dance class said, Happy New Year. Yeah, the cutoff is... Are we, are we past the cutoff well, now? Well, tomorrow's going to be the fifth. Tomorrow's the cutoff. She hadn't seen me since the New Year, so I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I haven't seen some people... Do I have to say multiple Happy New Years Absolutely. if I haven't seen them in a couple years? You haven't seen them for 10 years. you got to start off by saying 10 Happy New Years. You know what my New Year's resolution it's was like saying be? Hail, Hail Marys for forgiveness. Speaking of talking to people, I my New Year's resolution, I was like, I'm going to... Personally, call every person on my phone. I like that. And then I thought about. It, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Hmm. Not happening. That could be another show. Just Dan calls people he hasn't talked to for a long time. The first one is uh, a guy who hired us at Fox. Actually, I would call and talk to him, Scott Ackerson. Yeah, I do like Ax. He's a good guy. I played. I saw him uh, when I was in the desert. Before. He's uh, in Palm Springs, living the life. Okay. And the yeah. next one is Podcast an Alex. News. I don't know who this Alex is. Well, it's not important. Podcast <laughs> news. This is Jay and Dan. Podcast news. What do we got first, Kristoff? Uh, All right. First up, uh, we got through the Roller Kingdom, so we'll bypass that quickly. And uh, we have Donald Trump, who will be hosting the Clemson Tigers, the national champions football team uh, at the White House today, and um, have you guys heard what they're going to be having uh, for dinner? I did see that. So, you got a t- do we, you have a clip for yeah, us? Yeah, I got a clip okay. from Trump uh, explaining exactly uh, what they'll be serving. Okay, the let's, I can't Champions. wait to hear this. The Clemson championship team, the national championship team, will be coming tonight. It'll be exciting. A uh, very great team, an unbelievable team. They'll be coming tonight. And I think we're going to serve McDonald's, Wendy's, and Burger King's with some pizza. I really mean it. It'll be interesting. And I would think that's their favorite food. So we'll see what happens. Burger King's with I would some think, pizza. I would think it's their favorite foods. <laughs> and he, he later explained they had to do this because of the, the shutdown. The shutdown, yes. So they had to order takeout. So ba- basically, he's, uh, I guess he's footing the bill. So Right. So, so he wants to go cheap. The other thing I've heard about him, and this is no joke, is that he is a fast food junkie. Like he yes. he on Air Force One will like eat KFC. He loves his McDonald's. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. He's just like obsessed with fast food. That's all he eats. Like for a guy who grew up with all that money, he likes trashy grub. His fi- his uh, yearly physicals coming up. Oh, well, I, that doctor's. Did, uh, I'm the most fit president. No, that remember the last time that doctor? <laughs> he's like a fifty year old man. Yeah, that's... Yeah. What, what would happen if he just died tomorrow? Like, he was just dropped dead? Like, Pence? a clogged, clogged artery. Pence had come in. Yeah, Look out, uh, gay people. Even scarier. God. I saw, now, I saw the video of the Big Macs and everything set out on the table. Every time I see... Like, they're in the boxes. They're not, mm-hmm. like, uncovered. Every time I see a Big Mac box, I want a Big Mac. I know. They're so oh, yeah. great. They're so great. Remember, Toolsy, what we had for our midnight lunch at the wedding? Burgers. We had McDonald's. I know. It was awesome. It was like a huge hit. And you know who went and got it? Producer Tim. And everyone should c- 
copy that because, yeah, you, you can't go wrong. You don't want sandwiches. People, uh, you know, or the poutine station. It's been done a million times. We get it. Stip, stick that meat in my mouth and get, get that, on with it. Get that hot beef in Dan's craw so we can head off to the Oshawa Roller Rink. <laughs> Tools, that's where you should take your ladies on dates. I'm okay. That would be a good dating show where every woman you dated, you took to the Oshawa Roller Rink and you skated around with her and got to know her a little bit. And then, <laughs> then off to McDonald's for yeah, dinner. and then and it was sponsored by McDonald's, McDonald's Dan O'Toole roller dates, coming to crave. No, we already have crave. our crave ID, a cra- crave idea. <laughs> I want a whole crave sub channel of O'Toole shows. That's all I would subscribe to. It is the golden age of TV, and we need Canadian content big time, big time. Okay, what's next, stuff? All right, so on Saturday night, the Kings held a Snoop Dogg night, and Snoop was pretty much all over the place. He also made his way into the uh, play-by-play booth, so I got a couple of clips here if you guys want to hear them. Let's hear them. Here we go. Give me that. Here we go. Somebody turn it around. Push it, push it, run the weave, run the weave. Come on now. Yeah. Hands up. Oh, watch oh. out. Oh, he stole on him. He fired on Cubs. Hold on now. Oh, get it cracking then. Let's go. Snoop Dogg in the house. Let me see some. Look at that Doty. Oh, yeah. Doty, Doty, Doty. That's my dog. Doty, Doty, Doty. Doty, Doty, Doty. So he just wakes up, gets baked, yeah. goes watch hockey. He, what a life. Nobody lives a better life than Snoop Dogg. Remember, he quit weed a, for a bit. He's a crip. He's a certif- certified gang member. Yeah. He uh, came through that pretty well. And, and he's he, uh, also in uh, Starsky and Hutch, the movie. As and he Bucky hosts a show with Martha Stewart? Yep. Yeah, he cooking. hosts a, sh- yeah, a, a cooking, cooking show? show yeah. Wow. And then he hosts a game show, Joker's Wild? Yes, he does. I've seen that, actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think basically if you wave money in front of Snoop, he's there. Yeah, and he's got He's his... a little bit like us that way. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, speaking of which, we have this other clip where he's uh, wondering why no one's taking a shot on the power play. Ah, oh, okay. Take a shot! Somebody got to be willing to take a shot. It can't be all passes. Somebody got to want that money. Who want the money? <laughs> Who want the money? Somebody got to want that moolah. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, I get it. I understand it. He's very much like a, you know, I do like Doty, 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 Doty. Doty, Doty. And he's his got his favorite. own line of weed, his own strain. That seems like that was inevitable. Yeah, no, Snoop Dogg. Good guy. I like him. And he's also, I think he's, uh... He's, he's got emojis? He's a player in one of the uh, weed companies here in Canada, too. Oh. No. Who isn't, really? I know Kristoff is. Big time. Doty is. <laughs> and the guy who owns the roller rink in Oshawa, <laughs> he's got a weed company. Doty, Doty, Doty. Have you heard about all this stuff happening, Toolsy, at the LCBOs? The thefts? Yeah. What the living fuck? This is what I've been saying forever about these government liquor stores. What's that? They shouldn't exist. They should be privatized. Everyone knows my feelings on this. The fact that we all have to go to the same store to buy our liquor is so archaic. It's like communism. But how's that going to stop the thieving? Because if you're a 
person who an individual who owns a store it's like someone who owns a shopper's drug mart people are stealing things you're hiring security mm-hmm. so is the government i guess too cheap to hire security or something they literally lcbo tells their employees not to confront these people who steal things right they tell them that don't confront them that's why people are just walking out there's literally walking in to stores just as i was driving in i was listening to uh this former food critic for toronto life chris nuttall smith i think he's on top chef canada he said some guy just walked into his lcbo he just talked about it took a ton of single malt scotches threw them into a backpack and walked out the door and it's happening all the time because the employees are told not to confront anyone so is this just going to continue forever because yeah, the employees. Why? Why would you risk your life if you're getting paid? Exactly. Anyway? Yeah. I I totally don't blame the employees, but obviously they need to. How do they do? They not have security guards at a liquor at a government liquor store. Isn't that something we should probably pay for? Well, we are getting closer to having it available everywhere because it's available in grocery stores now. Beer and wine and wine. Well, but not all wine. Not like good wine. <laughs> yeah, you can still get it, which is. Every time I do buy a bottle of wine at the grocery store, I'm still amazed. I'm like, hey, remember you couldn't get any of this stuff. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, the beer, you're getting all the beer. That I'll give them that. Just privatize it. Alberta's had that for all this time. and it's been Biggest liquor so buyer good. in the world. It's fantastic. And what are we making in taxes off the LCBO? Oh, I know we're making a lot of money on it, but... Oh, I know, but why don't we ever <laughs> see those numbers? I want to see numbers. Yeah. I'm a big numbers guy. I thought Doug, when Doug said he'd privatize the weed stores, I was like, okay, that's good. Now privatize the liquor stores, man. And listen, I understand LCBO employees. It's a great job. You don't want to lose your job. I get it. Um, I understand. It's not about you. I hope that you guys get jobs at all these privatized liquor stores that Dan and I own when they privatize it. (laughs) Jay and Dan's liquor barn. Jay and Dan's liquor hole. Hey. Fill your hole with this. Hey, our guest on the show today. Who's that? Is Jeff O'Neill. Oh, right. NHL. <laughs> NHL star. And now current media star for TSN. He is uh, part of the three-headed monster. Ratings monster. In the afternoon, TSN's Overdrive afternoon Toronto radio show. And then, of course, he's an analyst on TSN for various properties. The Leafs. The World Juniors. He hasn't been on the Jay and Dan television show yet, but that changes on Monday or Tuesday morning, depending on when you want. That's right. So we're going to talk to him on the uh, the TV side, and then we're going to record the whole time before the interview. Hopefully we can before yeah. the interview, during the interview, and then after the interview, and place it all into this podcast. Right now. This is maybe the greatest moment in the very short history of this television show, because Jeff O'Neill finally has graced us with his presence on the TV side. It's been a long time. We're so happy to have you, buddy. I'm so disappointed. I wanted to start at the other set and walk over. I know. You, uh, you've you talked about You also said maybe you just wanted to stay over there and not come over into these I chairs. I don't like sitting here. <laughs> these chairs are comfy, though. Yeah. I know, but I don't like it. You know why, okay. and don't bring it up again. Okay, we won't. We won't. We won't. Can we bring the Leafs up? You're going to have to talk you about them a to? lot. 
You host, uh, along with uh, Jamie McLennan and Brian Hayes, a very popular afternoon radio show where you have to talk about the Leafs constantly. Right now, what's the state of Leafs Nation? I don't think it's good for the Leafs as a whole and probably Jake Gardner. I think just in their own zone, and the big talk the last couple of weeks has been are they, are they tough enough in their own zone or is there enough grit? Uh, and it's really showing right now, just, you know, missed assignments, attention to detail, effort. It was all not there tonight. Usually, when you, you can miss one. I mean, attention to detail is not there. You can make up for it. Like, I was a bad defensive zone player, but I would run around and hit people if I was ever confused, and it made it look like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and you kind of can somehow make up for it with that, but it, they didn't have either tonight. There was lack of effort. You saw in that Jake Gardner goal where... Soderberg just outmuscled him. It looked like it was his older brother just going in there and taking the puck off him, and it was it wasn't good. It's the kind of the first time where Mike Babcock I think is going to be really pissed off. Like yeah. you know, there's been times before where he's like, yeah, we've been playing really good, but tonight we got our lunch handed to us. And there's been other times where it's like, ah, oh, tired coming back from the West Coast. I think tonight's effort and their whole output tonight, he's going to be pissed off at that one. Mm. And the, the fans were booing Gardner, so what do you say to Leafs fans that were booing one of their players, and what do you say as a teammate uh, if you were a teammate of Gardner's in that room? I mean, what are you going to say, Danny? I mean, shake it off. I mean, everybody knows what's going on, and I think this doesn't really stem from tonight. It goes back to Game 7 last year against the Boston Bruins, where he was minus 5, and it seemed like he was out there for almost everything. He's like the modern-day Larry Murphy yeah. for, for the Leafs now. Well, He's I wouldn't escaped. go that far. I mean, that's, that's getting extreme. And the whole term, like getting Larry Murphy in this town, I think that, you know, he does enough positives, and he's a 50-point defenseman. So if you want to be idiotic and try to boo this guy out of town, go ahead and do it if that's what you really want to do. But I think that if, if you just take a step back and look what he brings to the team on a nightly basis, uh, basis passes the puck, he moves the puck, he, you know, he's a great skater, and he does a lot more positive. So if you want to get stupid with this and start booing every time he touches the puck, go ahead. But you're going to have a guy that will just put his hand up and say, just get me out of here because I don't want to deal with mm -hmm. it. You mentioned Boston. Uh, obviously, they are struggling to beat Boston. And if they started the playoffs right now, they would play Boston. Well, it's just a matchup. And I think Brian Hayes kind of summed it up. He's like, Everything about this matchup I don't like. It's just the color of the seats in Boston. What <laughs> happened back in 2013 in Game 7 where they're up 4-1, to one, all of it, it just it doesn't seem to add up. And for whatever reason, the Boston Bruins have so many players that step up and seem to you know, elevate against the Maple Leafs, whether it be Pasternak or Chara seems to look like he's 25 against the Maple Leafs. Nobody seems to elevate for the Leafs against the Bruins, and I'm not sure why, but that seems to be the case when they play that team. Uh, let's get to the Edmonton Oilers. They've got Connor McDavid, and then they, you kind of fall off a cliff a bit. They are struggling to get into the playoffs. If you took over the team tomorrow, what do you do? You know what? I think that's the most difficult question in hockey. Like, if you were, if you were hired to do the Shanna plan in Edmonton, I don't even know what the steps would be. There's so many holes, mm -hmm. and you look at goaltending is a major problem their defense is a major problem and then you go past Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid you look at that roster and I think somebody said it a couple weeks ago when you put McDavid and Dreisaitl on the ice um, they look like one of the best teams in the National Hockey League and then when they go to the bench it looks like the worst hockey team in the National Hockey League so when you go from that, it's just it's an awfully difficult thing. And if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan, guys, I'm only concerned about one thing. If number 97 goes to the rink one day and says, you know what, I've had enough of this, 
uh, all the other guys my age or my comparables, whether it be an Austin Matthews or a Sidney Crosby or uh, Jonathan Taze, their teams have all been set up to win it at some time right. or another, mm -hmm. and I really haven't got that opportunity as a, um, other than going to the conference finals that one year. So, I don't know. The modern-day player can just say, you know what, get me the hell out of here because I don't want to be dealing with this. They've got them signed long-term, though. they got dry settle signed long-term, so they kind of controlled. I don't know. It's a tough situation. Meanwhile, in Calgary, you actually picked Calgary as the team you think will go farthest in the postseason. Are you surprised at how quickly this has turned around for this team? You know what? i got, I got to give a lot of credit to, to Tree Living in Calgary. Mm -hmm. He went out and he, he needed some upgrades, and he got Lindholm, who's a fantastic right-winger. Yeah. And you look at Carolina. They... They, they, all they want is offense, and they got rid of Lindholm and Skinner, and they're both having fantastic years. But I just watch, I watch Calgary a lot, and there's not much, like there's not much not to like. I mean, everything. Their defense core, they move the puck. We've talked for years about how solid their defense core. Johnny Gaudreau has obviously been a fantastic story for the Flames this year. Sean Monahan is a top centerman that doesn't really get enough credit oh, because of so all the true. top elite centermen in the league. Yeah. All he does is score goals. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a 30-goal <laughs> guy, automatic every year. Giordano's been fantastic. Uh, I don't know if the goaltending, I don't know if that could really get the job done. I don't know if they can upgrade in big that save, area. They got big Save Dave. Big Save Dave. Do you call him Big Save Dave? That's his nickname, Big That's Save big Dave. Big Save Dave Riddick. That's a good nickname. Yeah. You learn something new every day. I That's did not every know. Every time you're on Jay and Dan. Do you oh know God. what Nick Foles' name is? Yes, Oh, we yeah, do. I do, but we can't say can't it. can't say that on TV. Well, um, we could say it. Big <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Uh, hey, you mentioned the Hurricanes. I want to ask you two questions about them. So they brought back the Whalers jerseys. You must have been happy about that. And do you like their post? It. Do you like their post-win celebrations? You know what I do. I mean, there's some times where I'm like, man, come on, this is the NHL. But I played there for so long, and if it's something that the fans, like, if it can get a fan into the building, because I played some games where a Tuesday night and the Ottawa Senators are there, and. <laughs> It's tough sledding down there. So if you could do something different to get somebody in the building, I and I know Justin Williams, he takes a lot of pride in that. He's been there a long time. It's the second, second go around with the Canes, but he, he's like, look, we're, we're trying to entertain the fans. We're trying to get people in the building. And if that, that does it somehow, then go ahead and do it. Do I think that some of them are? Of course I do, but yeah. what's what are your, you going to do? What's your relationship with the organization? Because that's where you were drafted. You've been vocal about the fact that perhaps you deserve a video tribute and a Jeff O'Neill night. I, mean, I never said, happened. Jay, I never said I deserve that. No, I, I think But when you play that, everybody get Roman Polak got a video tribute in Toronto. So all I can think of, I don't think I deserve one, but I just think, why didn't I get one? <laughs> I agree. I agree. And it just, think every time, it. Roman Polak, everybody that comes back to Toronto is getting these video tributes. And everybody around the league. So I just thought to myself, like, mm -hmm. you just deserve, yeah. Yeah, you, you deserve, deserve that. One. Yeah, I'm kind of like at the top of a lot of the offensive categories. So I'm yeah. like, why not me? Yeah, Do you I still agree. have your Whalers jersey? I have my, my draft jersey in 1994. Nice. That's the only one I have. Was it the blue one? No, no it was the it was white green. one. Oh, the white one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those mm -hmm. are great jerseys. And it was great having you on the show, buddy. Where's this producer Tim guy? He's in there. He's in the control room. He's real. Is that the guy with the glasses? Yeah. 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 He's not happy with you. We've gone way too long. Look, I got an O-Dog pen. Thanks for being here. Big Nick. He's really upset with you now. Wow. That was wild.
Was, it was that lived up to the hype. I knew it would be. Good. I didn't expect it to be that good, Dan. I didn't expect it to be that good. We could really just do the podcast from over there the whole time, right? <clears throat> well, <sighs> or is that a pain, stuff? Uh, as of right now, I don't know if we can play like the audio and stuff. That's out of the there. problem. Oh, yeah, is right, the, the clips. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we need the drops, and we need the the wild water and I wheels. Think eventually, yeah, yeah. At some point, we'll be able to do it. Eventually, we'll be able to do it from home. That's your dream. To do not only the podcast, but the TV show from home. Live from Orno. Well, I mean, I was watching that Jalen and Jacoby show on ESPN. And uh, it seems like they just do it from home. Like, Jalen's in his apartment, and Jacoby's in his apartment. And they just put a camera on it, and away they go. Yeah, we have uh, our hockey insiders from their homes, and it's crystal clear. That's what I mean. Like, why couldn't you and I do that but then see see now if we could do the podcast from home like that stuff then could you do the drops if we did it like that but see then it would be hard for you to do it live right drop it live i don't know well i guess if i was here running it through the board i could yeah because remember when bobby was on it was like he was sitting next to us yeah it was very nice crystal clear yeah i heard bobby on uh, leaf's lunch that's another tsn radio show yes yeah, it sounded fantastic. How many radio hits does Bobby do a day or a week? Oh, with all the stations across the uh, country, I'd say a day probably does four or five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he could make a living just doing radio hits. Oh, yeah. Or selling the crack that he's been selling out of his Whitby Mance for decades. Or selling books. Who has more books, uh, Duffy or Bob? Bob, for sure, I think. Because Duffy has three, right? Bob must have more than three. Oh, look it up. Amazon.ca. Great place to buy your books. I know someone else who has a couple of books on that. Who's that? Website. Dave Hodge. I love Hodge so you, much. you have an in with him because you guys do your uh, lists every year. We didn't do it this year. Oh. And I got a lot of uh, feedback about that. People were not happy that we didn't do, do the list of uh, top albums. We, we called it our annual t- annually tolerated albums of the year list. And uh, I would do like 10 and Dave would do like 35. <laughs> he listens to so much music. I would struggle to get to 10. Like, did Rafi have an album? <laughs> um, but anyway, we didn't do it. Uh, we just... Took a break, but maybe we'll bring it back next year. Well, that's it. I think we're done. Oh, we are. Okay, because uh, that was a that was a solidly long interview with the O Dog, <laughs> and he gave us so much good information. Oh, and I think the book count is three to one for Bob. No, Duffy has way more than one. Duffy Duth- has two? three. Three. I thought Duffy had three books because he has the one about Brian Kilray. Oh, right. And the Gretzky's one, too. The Gretzky, it? where he murdered Gretzky's. And well, then that's not coming up on Amazon. So. Ooh, Duffy. Is it out of production? Not good so- news for Sold Duffy. out, I believe. Yeah, yeah, sold, sold out. out. <laughs> yeah, not available anymore. And then he had the, the recent one, The Guy on the Left. Yeah, didn't he just put out old articles in a book? That was the Gretzky one. The uh, guy on the left was like the story of his life. I'm glad you uh, got deep into the literary canon of James Duthie. He never sent me a copy of that one. <laughs> I read this other one. Uh, I didn't read the Brian Kilroy one. Would have liked to because I did play I played for the 67s uh, in their killer years in Ottawa. Hmm. Unfortunately, that one sold out on Ooh, Amazon. Ooh, also oh. sold out. So, Toolsy, 
Missing out on some reads. It's a big seller. Wow. Okay, yeah, way Duffy. to go. James Duffy. Doing very well. And what for are himself. Bob's three? Uh, Bob. What about Bob? Hockey and Dad, more Bob. Hockey <laughs> Confidential and Everyday Hockey Heroes, which is the one that came out just last year. Right. Okay. And he might have more. They just sold out on Amazon. Books, ugh, writing a book is so hard. Even hearing the titles of Bob's book gives me anxiety. Why? Because it, how long would those take to figure out? The title of the book. How many emails the are exchanged? Not title, but the, the actual process of writing and getting it edited and like a year plus. Ugh. Of just <laughs> actual work. I'd much rather do this podcast with you and own our liquor holes. Like an audiobook. Yeah. That was hard work, too. That was like three days each book. What I like the liquor hole idea. And we'd have security. Had, uh, our single malt. We sold booze, and we had a weed dispensary and a roller rink all under one roof. Jane Dan's roller hole. I'd never go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff. Your wife? She just called. I'm never leaving the hole. I know what you call it. Drink, skate, smoke. Yeah, I like it. I'm not sure, but wouldn't we want to try to get the kids? <laughs> you hook him on the smoking and the drinking. Hey, have your birthday party at our roller rink emporium. Drink, skate, smoke. Dad and mom can take a break. We've got one hitters and plenty of booze for them. And some chicken fingers for you. Because <laughs> everyone has chicken fingers, even Tim Hortons now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Timmy's. You can't go wrong with chicken fingers. That's all my daughter eats. That's all anyone gets for room service she at a hotel. She has dysentery, I should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter has dysentery. She's fine. Uh, okay, well, that was fun. Um, can't wait to, to start our new business venture and start the new TV show. Tool time? Uh, tools of the trade. Tools of the trade. You know what I would like to just issue as we... Sign off. A challenge to the podcast listeners to write a jingle for Jay and Dan's uh, liquor hole. <laughs> or drinks, skate, smoke, whichever one's easier. Yeah, whichever one you like best. But uh, send us your jingles because I really love when people send in jingles. That's a lot of fun. And uh, we'll rate them and uh, judge the best one, just like that guy judged uh, the Oshawa roller rink. And you can also send in ideas of where we can take Tools of the Trade to what business? Yeah, Tools of the Trade is going to be a huge, huge hit for Crave TV. It's the next letter, Kenny. Now, should I be like a, a vulgar employee where someone says, hey, can you help me find them? like, you. Yeah, at the Michaels you should. <laughs> Do you have any doilies for my granddaughter? I want to make... Go f*** yourself, Grandma! Take your f- old ass out of here. This is Michael's. It's a respectable craft store. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> Can't say that. Okay, so I don't know if Crave will go for that version, but uh, maybe a toned-down version, where I'm nice. I, that, well, I've never seen that side of you, so <laughs> I don't, that would be difficult. I don't see that happening, personally. But Tools of the Trade, look for that. Streaming soon. Or they hire me, and I'm undercover. They don't know it's, it's a spoof, and I try to get fired. Uh, yeah, that could also be good. 
But, I mean, wouldn't it be easy? Wouldn't you just drop your pants every time and start whacking off like Louis C.K.? Okay, I... <laughs> no, I was thinking more like go for two-hour lunches. <laughs> okay. I would just whack Kick off. drinks at lunchtime. I would, like, clear a shelf off and have a nap in the shelf. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, but don't, I'm not sure the episode would last that long. We need... <laughs> I have to no. First, I build their confidence in my abilities, oh, okay. and then I start saying like, "Yeah, meow." <laughs> You'd start saying meow. Okay, so uh, yeah, send us your uh, your thoughts, your ideas, tools of the trade. I like how. Do you notice if you watch TSN and they promote like a lot of CTV shows? Now it just says it doesn't say like Magnum PI Tuesdays at eight. And streaming on the CTV app. It says, it just says, Magnum P.I. Streaming Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- what? What's it? What's cable? We don't even know what that is anymore. All we do is stream. We're totally with it. CTV. Yet, if you ask my mother, you said, oh, that show's streaming at eight. She'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, good portion of people... You know, still, uh, you know, dialing it up on the old uh, TV, like yeah. me. Me too. I watch. TV I like it every day. I like the television. Well, I hope so because we work on it. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think we're going to be able to do that? Again, I've said this before in the podcast. <laughs> every time I come out, my girls are watching YouTube or some other streaming thing that you no one else can get. It's uh, it's illegal. Uh, so your girls are part of the problem. Yeah, I say, guys, here. watch cable TV. Maybe keep me employed. They're yeah. like, that's why I make slime. That's a Dan's impression of his daughters. I want to make slime. Take me to the roller rink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, girls. Daddy's home. Time. <laughs> Roller rink. Chicken fingers. <laughs> you, Dad. <laughs> but kids, I can't afford any of those things. <laughs> yeah. Because you never watched cable TV. <laughs> oh, we've had. Yeah, at least fun. you got a job at Michael's now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. And now I'm here. <laughs> At Michael's. All because of my kids. (laughs) Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Uh, See you later. Bye-bye. They're going home!
This is the Jay and Dan Podcast.